One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees, promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the local Pete Shaw. It is Thursday, the 21st of September. My name is Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Mr. Lukey Moore. Now, on the show, um, uh, the last we spoke about um, Ben Shapiro again, because we have to. Every single episode has to contain Ben Shapiro. We talked the about... the sponsorship deal we've got. Criminals. Criminals on the on the lam, on the run, going AWOL, uh, and all kinds of stuff. But um, there's still quite a few news stories that have happened since I've been away in Japan. Um, tell us about this fucking concrete thing, Luke. I, I, I don't know what the issue is, really. Well, okay. I wasn't expecting this, but I'm going to do my Sorry. best. Right. So, basically, um, a load of buildings in the UK and elsewhere, I believe, are filled with this stuff called rack concrete, right? Mm. Um, it's like aerated concrete. Yeah. Uh, I think it's cheaper. It's easier to use. Um but it's only got a, a kind of shelf life. It's got a very limited shelf shelf life when compared to like other buildings made of um, concrete. Right. And um, surprisingly, I mean, this will complete. But you're pleased for sitting down, sitting down for this one. <laughs> um, a lot of chickens have come home to roost because people have gone. We'll just make this out of rack concrete mm. and uh, not worry about it. And in thirty years, we'll be long gone, so it doesn't matter. And yeah. those thirty years have come around. It turns out hospital buildings, schools, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, are made of it. Yeah. And it's a problem. Now, I don't think... I think I'm right in saying that rack concrete, per se, is not an issue in principle. It's not like yeah. you can't ever use it. It's like it's yeah. legal to use it and stuff. But mm. I think it involves a certain amount of maintenance and waterproofing and other stuff that comes along with it, which I just don't think has happened because, of course, in this country, schools, hospitals, these kind of buildings, they're very under... I mean, these organisations are very underfunded. Mm. And so you've got a load of schools that are... Um, uh, having to close and, and the pup- it's not safe for pupils to be there. You've got hospital. I think it's fourteen NHS hospitals that are affected by it, right. and there needs to be some rapid um, kind of um, repair work done there. But is it so? It's, so it is just like the 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 life cycle of the building ends at a certain time, and you have to replace the concrete. Yeah, I think it's or, maintenance. It's like a maintenance, and, and issue, they just yeah. sort of went, ah, oh, we don't, we don't, we can't, we didn't well, factor I, I, this in. What I suspect <laughs> is the case is that the private sector just runs roughshod over everyone. Yeah, and and there's no effective government regulation to to rein it in because there's no effective government in this country. I mean, mm. it's not the government in this country isn't really a government, is it? It's, no. it's, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't set any politi- uh, policy agenda. It doesn't control anything really. Mm. It's just a lame duck kind of psychodrama, and we're all just holding our breath until the election. In which case, the the country will fuck us again, probably, because half the complete fucking idiots in this country <laughs> that vote for the Tories every time will ensure some kind of hung parliament or something like that, and it will go to shit again. But I feel like it's like it's quite dystopian. If you look at so 
that's the issue. That's mm. a very broad brushstrokes. I'm not a fucking, you know, I'm not a structural engineer. I don't, I'm not an architect. I don't know about it in any more detail than that. But what I do know about, I think, is the way the government have kind of responded to it. And mm. the way they've responded to it in terms of their communications through, like, social media and stuff like that has actually been really dystopian. I mean, did you, mm. did you see, like, the Home Office's... Um, I think it was the Home Office. Whatever government department is responsible for this, put a tweet out with a graphic saying, um, almost almost quite literally, good news, most schools are unaffected. <laughs> it's like, it's not really the point, though, is it? No, I mean, and... The, the, these kind of like I I don't know why they bother putting this stuff out when those um when that uh, when that uh, prisoner was on the loose that we spoke about last week the the um I think the CPS and uh, a police uh, some kind of police organisation were having a kind of like a, a jovial chat uh, via their Twitter profiles at, at one point sort of going yeah. Yeah, we're working really hard to do this, and you're going, "Yeah, you stay in there, darling." All this, well, yeah, and why, why, why do they feel like they have to do this? Yeah, and also the other thing I would point out about the rack thing specifically as well is just that um, this is a story that broke a couple of weeks ago, and um, if you go on, say, the BBC website now, they've got a section on it. I guess because people are worried about their their kids' schools and stuff. Hmm. I mean, as, as recently as like a day ago. They're finding they found two more schools have to close because of it in Wales. Two more in Peter, two venues in Peter have had to close down about mm. it. A couple of days ago, um, a big uh, leisure centre in Carlisle um, have had to have had to cancel a load of um, events because they're uh, they're kind of worried about it. It's like a continuing thing, and yeah. I think it's a really interesting metaphor for what's happening in the UK at the moment. Right, right. What better metaphor could you get? That, you know, then these things chronically underfunded things. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, well, the only one better that could happen is to tie this whole thing together is that a prison would fall down and all the prisons <laughs> would escape because yeah. because of rock concrete. I mean, it's, it's it really the... is depressing how far we've fallen as a nation. And I wonder, I just wonder if this would have happened had you not gone to Japan, Peter. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a really kind of like pastoral, avuncular role that you perform just by being present in the country. At yeah. times of crisis, and, yeah, I like the crows and in, in the uh, in the in the um, where, where did the crows the tower, <laughs> the tower. Yeah, um, I, I would, I and and it was kind of start. I, there was a guy who I used to work with who used to talk about America like it was like the best place ever, and he he would talk about because America's a proper country with proper stuff happening in it, proper country. And he went over he to America great. to be a radio DJ, and he you know he uh, was it so it was found it quite difficult. Ian Camfield, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> nice, nice, blo- well. nice blog, but ve- but very much um, has a very uh, uh, quaffered kind of um, uh, kind of style of presenting, let's say, and he and he sort of he's very careful about um how he's how he's regarded i think and he always spoke about how cool america was and he got, gets out there and you know he works with k-rock for a couple of years and then gets shit can and and, and and working elsewhere now but um so like he he managed to sort of make the move and stuff and you know america's the best place in the world but i do go to japan and i do go there's not a single train that doesn't um leave on time there's not a single bit of public infrastructure that is falling down everything is maintained every there they have that kind of is it mccarthy uh, who had the whole kind of like over over um uh over employment so to speak so like mm. you 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 walk past any kind of like car park there is a man sometimes two men with um lit up um 
light sticks waving um drivers out of the um out of the car park and onto the road like everyone's got a job um it is horrific for minorities women and the rest but that side of actually the the the, the entire structure of society and the infrastructure working it just works maybe it's because they're just beset by like loads of earthquakes so their buildings have to be up to code mm. but like everything sort of works mm-hmm. because it has to work and everyone's employed and everyone seems to have a job and, and unemployment is 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 very uh is very low homelessness is very low the welfare state isn't great you've got insurance uh to to to, to use the uh to, to, to use the hospitals and stuff but as a functioning society everything works there's barely any crime and all, and all the rest. Yeah. Um, it's it's it it it's stark to see what situation you come back to, and you, we sound like such old bastards. No, but, but like you speak to any person who's under under thirty, and you sort of got right. Where where do you think we're all going? They can see it clearer clearer than anyone else. And so I sort of got, I have no aspirations for my career, my life, owning my own home because it's all going to shit, and we've been robbed blind by successive. Conservative governments. Yeah, in my I think opinion. I think you don't need to be um, you don't need to be like an old person just doing the old Uncle Albert back in my day thing. Mm. I mean, the UK has fallen to I think twenty um, second in the quality of life index. Mm. It's below mm. you know, Slovenia. It's below Qatar. It's below Estonia. Albania. Is it huh? around Albania? Is Albania kicking around? Albania. Which... I can't see them on the list, yeah. but uh, you may well be right. Um, and so. You, you you can use your own experiences to mm. understand that um, you know things are are poor. I mean, the example would just be that if I get in my car, right, to drive somewhere, I'm very fortunate to have a car. I like to think I've worked hard to earn the money to have a car, but nevertheless, I understand I'm fortunate to have a car. Right? It costs me about a hundred quid to fill it up. Right? Mm. It costs me all sorts of fucking issues with all the potholes in the road. Mm. Right? Okay, well, I don't want to. Then I have to park somewhere or pay a congestion, whatever. You, you just, I understand that, like, you have to pay for things. But oh, you decided you don't want to get on your car, so you, I want to get public transport into work. Okay, well, the trains aren't on time. It cost me an absolute mm. bomb to get there. Well, um, it, it, I want to go it, to the hospital to help to get something done. Well, it's full of rack, so it's falling down. <laughs> uh, I need to check what school to send my kid to because that's the same problem. Um, yeah. You just feel like. You just get robbed over and over again for nothing that actually works. I'm actually a fairly, I'm a very happy taxpayer. I'm not one of these people who, you know, wants, doesn't want to pay tax. I get it. I'm happy to do it. I think I it, want to pay tax. I can't afford it. You're not paying tax because you go on your holidays instead. And I think people understand that. <laughs> but but the point is, if you're not getting anything to show for it, it obviously makes it. It's a bit different. I'm not complaining yeah. about tax per se. I'm complaining no. about the fact that you don't get anything for it, which is a, a completely different <laughs> argument. So yeah. I think we're in a really bad state. I maintain the last time Britain did anything good was the um, the Olympics in 2012. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's been it's been a good old slide since then, really, hasn't it? Eleven years and counting, baby. Mm. Um, so it's not been great. I think if you had stayed here, we would have avoided it all. I think. Yeah. Because um, you'd have done your thing. Um, while you're away, also, there was a great story you'd like to look of. I don't know if you saw it because um, I do understand that you still have the internet in Japan. Um, did you excellent hear about internet. Um, excellent internet? Yeah. Did you hear about the um, the archaeologist who found um, a hundred ninety five year old time capsule? Oh no, that's so, interesting. I mean, th- as, as time capsules go, they're only ever like 
30 years, aren't they? Um, so, and they've been jammed in the ground by a school. But yeah, um, well, that's, this one was a, that's, 100... a, that's a good good amount of time. Well, this was 198, um, 195 years old and was discovered inside the base of a monument dedicated to a Revolutionary War soldier during renovations at West Point, which is the military academy in New York State, I believe, mm. uh, last May. Right. right. So the the officials who discovered it thought that they'd placed the box inside the monument in 1828. Um, so, so rather than just fucking get on with their job, they said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a big press conference and we're going to get all the current cadets at West Point to do mm. a big poll and survey about what they think's in it. You know, right. it's almost 200 years old. What can you think of? You know, people were saying, oh, it's probably got an American flag in it. It's got some old military like, army boots in it or whatever. Right. Um, you know, jewellery, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, guess what was in it? Come. <laughs> Oh, so you did see the story. Did you see the story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's only a little bit better than that. Right. Um, it was full of silt. There was nothing in it. Well, I mean, someone must have put the silt in there. But the guy opened it yeah. live at a press conference in front of a load of experts and the world's media. And then all he could say was... I'm afraid it's not quite met expectations. Imagine being in, in that moment when you open it up and it's empty. Emptying it out and it's just full of soil. Just full of... I mean, did something... Was something in there beforehand? Well, they, said, they, said, they said at the moment the best guess is... Um, disintegrated. That moisture got inside it and disintegrated everything. Um, if it was particularly if it was made something made of paper or made of wood or something like that, it would have disintegrated yeah. over that time. Um, I liked the, my favourite um, reply on the uh, story on Twitter was um, there was a cat in there but then you opened the box yes exactly now, I would I would say that with stuff like that is whenever there's a time capsule there's never anything good in there you never put anything good in there you put like a you know a, a, a CD version of the cartoons ooh ee ooh ah ah it's whatever's what number one what would you put in the time, time capsule now um I'm very fond of um Tin Doctopus from uh, Sainsbury's um, so, probably put one of them in. A joint, an example a joint, of the things we eat now. A joint time capsule for us. I'd put Elon Musk in one. Right, okay. Well, I mean, we can't put people in there. Elon Musk and a lot of tin octopus. So it basically accentuates and elongates his misery because he could always eat the, uh, <laughs> eat the octopus to survive octopus, a bit longer, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. You're right. I don't think there's anything ever... The, the thing with this one is it's reasonably interesting because it was situated so where it was situated. So it could have been, mm. it could have been a really interesting historic souvenir from the war of independence or the civil war or something like that right yeah uh, and it turned out to be absolutely fuck all which is really <laughs> the biggest example of expectation not being in reality that you can think of um <laughs> crazy story i mean what while you're away also a couple of things i wanted to bring up uh, finally was that um i watched a couple of good tv things while you're all right yeah one 2 a.m while the, while the baby spit sleeps um, yeah, he goes to bed pretty regularly now. It's like pretty, pretty. You normally get nice. a couple of hours before you need to go to bed, so that's good. And the first one I'll just gloss over because I'm not sure it'll be a huge amount of interest to you, but to our listeners it may be. Uh, there's a Storyville documentary called Eight Bar: The Evolution of Grime. Right. They got okay. all the big um, protagonists in the grime movement, which is really mm. kind of very, very influential and is now kind of absolutely present in a lot of music you hear today as well. Yeah. I mean, it charted grime from its kind of origins in the kind of jungle and garage movements and starting off in basements in like East London in Bow mm. for like disenfranchised, disadvantaged, uh, ang- angry youths basically. And it charts it all the way to Stormzy headline in Glastonbury. 
Mm. It's a really interesting thing. A lot of great names in there. Dizzy Rascal's in there. Kano's in there. Um, Skepta, Tinchy Strider, all those kind of types are mm. all in there. Uh, very, very good. It's on Storyville, available to watch on the iPlayer now for our British uh, listeners. Very, very um, heavily recommended. But the thing I watched and I finished yesterday, which I thought you'd be interested in, I think you probably know already know a bit about it, is I finished watching One Piece on Netflix. Oh, right. Okay, the old uh, Japanese anime um, conversion. I is thought it, it good? Was fucking fantastic. I thought right. it was brilliant. What? He's a little, is he a little sailor or something? What's his, so, what's his vibe? It's about a guy... Uh, the, a kid, I guess like a teenage kid called Monkey right. D. Luffy, who's like a, he wants to be king of the pirates. Right. And uh, so he sets about putting a crew together to try and find this piece of treasure called the One Piece left by the old king of the pirates who died called Gold Roger. Right. And it's just about all these different kind of things that happen along the way. He puts his crew together, he's got the Marines chasing him, there's loads of kind of good versus evil stuff. But he's really, um, he's really the kind of, the moral epicenter of the show so he's like mm. he's very positive he loves people he doesn't he always trusts them he's kind of like very clearly and obviously the kind of the moral kind of arbiter of, of what's good and what's bad and then yeah, a reason i liked it is because i don't have any knowledge at all of the um the anime or the uh, manga before that so i think it's based on the manga before that um, mm. but it's I, I read before that it's one i think it might even be the most valuable piece of ip in the world that's yet to be converted yeah and so it's obviously it's a huge amount of expectation that came on it um, did, did, I, I mean, I mean, they were they were kind of lo- looking at that and sort of going, "This is going to be an absolute disaster." But I think it's been generally um, been pretty well received, received yeah. quite well. Yeah, yeah. I would recommend it. It's really beautifully put together. It's like a, mm. it looks great. Um, it feels like it's people who know more about it than me have said it's more it's kind of more faithful than some of those earlier ones like Cowboy right. Bebop and Death Note and stuff. Um, mm. But it's, it's 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 really honestly very good, and it's got it's just been commissioned for a second season, which I think is good. It looks great. It's very nicely paced. It's almost a bit like, I would say, if Pirates of the Caribbean was set in more of a fantasy world, had likable characters, and wasn't too preoccupied with like really boring kind of love story bits and 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 yeah. and crap romantic subplots. Yeah, um, it's 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 very very good. It's obviously got this idea, of this, like, this like fantasy element to it, like Japanese element. So all of them are brilliant at like martial arts and they have a lot of fights. And mm. um, Luffy, who's the main character, has got like magical powers, and the other people they meet have got different magical powers, and so they have to fight against them. It's 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 just it's just a, it's not going to change your life. It's not going to make you think about what it means to be human. But it <laughs> is a great romp through uh, a great looking fantasy world. I'd recommend it very very much. Oh, there we go. Well, at least uh, it's which one of those things because anime. I think I've watched. I don't watch a lot of that stuff. At all I like Captain Tsubasa, the um, soccer-based um, anime, um, and I've watched a bit of that. And um, but it's it's not really something. It's it's not really something because the, the thing. And and when I speak to like dads who. Um, that their kids get into anime um <laughs> it's really funny because they will start watching the japanese anime and it's really like um it has like a lot of like great lessons about honesty about uh, honor about yeah, it's pride much like about that. Yeah. yeah yeah but 
because the Japan because in the ja- Japanese anime original, um, there's always a pervert. There's always an old man <laughs> pervert, and and that's not something that you will probably see in the Netflix adaptation. But I almost guarantee the original One Piece. If anybody knows it, how many pervy characters are in it? There's always a dirty old pervert who's who's this sage, but he likes looking up lasses' skirts. There's always right. some fucking weird Japanese stuff that you go, oh, what is wrong with you? What is wrong? No, with it wasn't you? any of that in it. It was very wholesome. Yeah. It's actually yeah. a little bit kind of frightening and, and a little bit brutal in parts. Mm. But um, I just thought it was really well done. And, and, yeah, uh, nice. As I keep saying, it looked fantastic as well. Really, really mm. good. So I would recommend Beautiful. that. I mean, that's not did, exactly did you see? Did you see the guy, um, one of the um, head honchos of whatever massive um, conglomerate um, owns the rights to um, Lord of the Rings and uh, Harry Potter? I presume it's, is it, I, I don't know. Oh, was the same people? Them. I thought that was different people. I think I think the ones who own the movie rights basically they said right. said we uh, we haven't done enough um, with Harry Potter uh, and Lord of the Rings like we haven't released a, we haven't released um, any um, new films uh, or TV about um, Lord of the Rings in like you know fifteen years or whatever and like somebody pointed out you did one last year you yeah dickhead. Rings of Power <laughs> you what are you talking did about did one last year you penis there's there's, there's <laughs> definitely there's definitely talk that I think that a lot of people are unsatisfied with the Harry Potter movies. Right, and I think there's, there's, I think there's some TV stuff in development for that, which I mean okay, makes perfect right. sense because if you look at the way they've been able to squeeze, really squeeze dry the Star Wars universe and the Marvel universe and all the rest of it, mm. like I mean, really, Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings should definitely be doing that. I thought Rings mm. of Power was a bit of a bust personally, but I mean, I know a lot of people liked it. My wife really liked it. It's very, yeah. very slow paced, and it came out around the same time as something else quite, um, quite fast paced, and it just made it look a little bit kind of pedestrian. I felt like, but I mean, right. like, a lot okay. of people who love like properly love Lord of the Rings. They kind of love that. Don't they? they love the world of it. They love the kind of immersive nature of it. I don't think they really care about the pace of it. So maybe it was right. It's probably me just talking shit, but there's there's there's, there's definitely room for um, something to come along and replace Marvel, which is so tired now. Like yeah. I, I thought that um, that Dungeons and Dragons movie was really good, and and I, I noticed that they've got a Paramount Plus um, series coming out as a sequel. But the, the mm. thing is, the bad thing about how Hollywood seems to work, and you might know more about this than me, Pete, is like the reason they didn't commission another movie of Dungeons and Dragons is because they put it out the same weekend as the Mario movie, it, so it didn't do very well. <laughs> so they couldn't tickle their boxes to make another one. They said, like, "Why'd you do right. that?" So they're doing <laughs> a Paramount Plus series that? instead. I thought I think that I predict right. that, that will actually do really well, and that will start to kind of build momentum. I reckon. Mm. Uh, but anyway, um, what are we doing? Are we having a break and then doing batteries. Break batteries. Boys on tour. Come on. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's time... For batteries, because this is the look of Pete Shaw. If you found a battery in a piece of uh, electronics that you, you love, love, um, covet, um, we need to hear from you at hello at lookingpeteshaw.com. I stayed in so many um, Rio cans and hotels uh, and all kinds of stuff where um, uh, there the, the were like little um, air, air con controllers and stuff, and, and not one uh, did I open to have a look inside. So, uh, Dr. Heal, myself, I need to sort of get involved and, yeah, and start, you, you know. Enjoying, enjoying the battery bounties. Uh, yeah, you've got, you got to live. You've got to be the example that you want to see, mate. You've got to exactly live the change. True. Yeah, I can't complain about you know not having enough talented English youngsters if I'm not willing to develop them. Exactly. So to speak. Yeah. Absolutely. Good analogy, um, that mate. Well done. Yeah, cheers, mate. Um, Dave has got in touch. Dear Luke and Pete, disappointed with the lack of bang and fizzle these days from my Executioner Electric Bug Bat, I decided to try a change of batteries. Uh, the Executioner Electric Bug Bat is something that uh, myself and Luke uh, yeah. both own. Um, I don't know where mine is. I've got, there was a big old blue bottle floating around. Um, mine's yeah, mine's powerful enough to kill flies, but it won't kill a wasp. It won't kill a wasp. After about three goes at it, if it's a wasp. Really? Wow. Yeah. Um, Opening up the duct tape battery case, top-notch build quality on first use, uh, <laughs> revealed the curiously named Sourcing For You. S-O-U-R-C-I-N-G. Sourcing For You, double A. Uh, um, <laughs> new batteries didn't help uh, with the bat. Uh, many thanks and mild praise for the excellent output. Um, I very much like uh, and endorse uh, people taking pictures of their batteries in front of their dog. Uh, in, in this case, it's Dave's dog, Rufus. Nice to see a dog. It looks like a lovely spaniel. Um, mm. It's just nice to see a dog anyway, but also if you take exactly. a photo of that nature, it does yeah. really imply that you've got a battery-powered dog. Which is yes, correct. Yeah. Um, but so that, I, sourcing... mean, I mean, my, 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 my dog's had a couple of goes at a battery um, that he's found on the floor. Um, and it turns out there's a lot of unbelievably awful looking heavy metal black powder that comes out of them uh, when a dog bites into it. Uh, and, it's, and, it's, and it really puts the shits up, yeah. How, how are your dogs enjoying you being home again? Uh, yeah, I think I think um, Sammy is kind of coming to terms with uh, me being back in his life uh, instead of um, at Frank, Sarah's uh, dad. Um, and yeah, we're, we're getting along famously. Good Aren't to they see supposed him. to be like, famously very well? Aren't they very, very happy to see you normally? Oh, yeah, yeah, he went absolutely mental. Um, he, he got so excited this morning, um, he was sick. So uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's how nice. it is. All right, sourcing for you batteries, Dave. Thanks for sending those in. Thanks for the picture of your your, your dog, and thanks for telling us about your bug bat. Unfortunately, they're not real players. Um, Sorry, they're not new players. They are, of course, real players. players. They're not new players. Our friends Cassia and Josh have both sent them in before. Cassia sent them in way back in June 2018. Uh, Josh sent them in in April or March, March, April last year. So you are only the third person to send them in, but they're not a new player, Dave, I'm afraid. Cassia, nothing but... Uh, I would say that, like, Cassia does sound a little bit like a battery. 
Yeah, I, I think yeah. she's a person. I might be wrong, but I think <laughs> I she's think a person. I think she's a person. Yeah. Um, uh, hello to uh, Brad, who's got in touch. Uh, Durata Brad. Uh, it's often what I shout when I know. Thanks for that. Uh, sorry for the brief message last time. The internet is patchy at best in Africa. Uh, I'm now in Mozambique uh, after shouting Durata the whole way here on some rickety bus, which was stacked to the roof with grain, people and chickens. Uh, the partner I have access to and I are travelling the world, baby. World, baby. Um, I'll keep you updated on next countries through the mutual love of batteries. I never knew I felt this way about the plus and minuses of power power cylinders uh, but like most things i hear you talking about on the pod we have a lot in common i hope this one i found is uh, bolska uh, can be added as a new player uh, this is from the uh, guangdong bolska battery company limited and contains zero percent mercury good stuff as pete would say i do repeatedly say good stuff when i can't think of anything to say Sorry. and goodness me and goodness me yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um you also got i i i as well Oh yeah, yeah, and and um, I uh, I've noticed that um, coming back from Japan, I've, I I do I do sort of go uh, with a um, uh, a stern, uh 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 yeah like uh-huh, right okay uh 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 because of your recent travails, is it? Bolska. Okay. Is Bolska, it a new player? Um, thank you very much to you, Brad. Um, Bolska are a new player. Congratulations. Lovely. Well done. Lovely looking battery nice. as well. Red and black. Um, the kind of interesting. Slight little... warping on the um on the plastic sheath. Yeah. Very good yeah. to see. Very well good. used battery. Nice to see. Nice. Chantal uh, has come in with um, Plow. <laughs> Long time listener. First time battery submitter. I found a Plow in our TV remote while staying on a, on a cruise ship. Uh, the Tui, uh, the Tui Mine Shift 5, sailing the Adriatic Sea. New player, year or year, year or near. Uh, much love from Germany. Chantal, excellent, um, uh, um, um, uh, not cuticle, what do you call it? Just general manicuring. Um, we always um, talk about um, solid handwork. Nice clean uh, hands. The, Nails yeah. looking good, Nick. Nice. Um, nice presentation of the battery as well, crucially. Exactly. Um, Beautiful. Just, just in the in the cusp, uh, in the little in the little reservoir between the third and fourth finger, resting mm-hmm. gently on a wedding ring. It's a classic Beautiful. pose. Absolutely um, classic. Fantastic. Plow are not a new player, though. I'm afraid, ah. Chantel. Um, our friend Tom sent those in uh, in about February of last year. I want to say. Uh, right. And also, okay. our friend Mark from all the way from New Zealand sent those in in May of last year too. So you're the third person to send those in. They're not the most common of batteries, and we Mm. do, again, respect the presentation, but I'm afraid it's not a new player entering the game. So in summary, this week, only one new player, and that is Bolska, courtesy of our friend Brad. Brad Don't mind it. Not a bad performance, and it's just great to come back to loads of emails about batteries. So thank you very much to uh, everyone who got in touch. Hello at LukePeteShow.com if you would like to say hello. On the next uh, recording, on the next show on Monday, uh, I will be less sleepy. Possibly. Sleepily. That's not a word, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. That's not a bloody word. Half the, about um, 20% of the words you say aren't words, though. People are used to it, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Well, look, Shakespeare made up a lot of shit, didn't he? So, yeah. P- write, that, write that on you. I liked, um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a comedian I quite like, which is against my um, my Yeah, thing, better judgment usually. Called yeah, Josh usual. Pugh, who I enjoy right. on Twitter. And he does a really funny skit about how, well, if Shakespeare came back from the dead now, and it's just him wandering around going, have there been no other playwrights born? Since, I mean, I've been there <laughs> 400 years. No one's done anything in 400 years. <laughs> um, and that's what that reminded me of. You comparing yourself to Shakespeare reminded me of that, Peter. Yeah, good uh, stuff. I think, I think... Oh, did it? You, you, you have got a lot in common with Shakespeare. You often wear a rough... Little beard. Yeah, a little beard, yeah, as well. A little, uh, little earring, yeah. little um, hoop earring in your ear. 
can, very young partners. <laughs> can regularly be seen around a serving wench. Yeah. And did. you will drink beer a lot because you don't trust the water. Diseased. It's, was that was that uh, Shakespeare exclusive? Well, those, those times from I didn't really then. drink the water, you can... Okay, and you yeah, famously don't drink fair. water, although you try to pretend more recently that you've started drinking it more, but I don't believe it. How you. did people stay alive back then? If, they actually started, the, if answer, the only option was drinking beer? The answer to that is that many, many of, didn't. Many of them Okey didn't dokey. bother. Yeah, they died. The answer. All right, then. Um, on that note, uh, we'll be back on uh, Monday. Have a lovely uh, weekend. Look, Moa, farewell. See you later, guys. Ta-da. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.